Hello there. Welcome to Rockin' the Difference, a podcast meant to share the experiences and information with those on their journey in the special needs world. I am your host, Chandra Neal, a mom of a young adult with special needs. My intent is to create a community where we can connect, be real, and share in the humor and the tears, challenges, and triumphs of what it's like traveling down this path that is so unique as a special needs parent. Together, we can encourage and support each other as we are all rocking the difference. Hey there. Thank you for being here with me in 2024. If you have listened to my first two episodes, I share a bit about my son Ryan's diagnosis to give you some perspective on why I created this podcast. My ultimate desire is creating a space where those on a similar journey to mine or those who know someone like us parents can feel connected and heard. I also hope to share ways that have helped me shift my mindset around my situation to where I'm living a life I enjoy. I preface by saying that I'm sharing my story and my experiences in hopes that it can resonate with some of you out there. There are many ways to navigate this territory and I'm sharing what has worked for me. I mentioned in my last episode that I wanted to talk about connection in this episode and although what I plan to talk about here is related to connection in some capacity, I wanted to back up a bit because there's a process that I had to go through to try to be the best I can for Ryan and it's a process I still go through. It's not like when I received my kid's diagnosis. I was just ready to smile and take on the world. I was deeply impacted. And there's a grief there that you go through. And it comes in various shades for various people. Um, With Ryan's blindness, it's not just the blindness, but his having no eyes, like no anything eye-ish going on there. So it removes any hope that there will be sight one day and it's so permanent and unforgiving and I was grieving and I was really grieving for what I thought he'd be missing out on I was putting my own worries and sorrow onto him he didn't know any different then I'd feel guilty about grieving and then when the autism diagnosis came around I went through a different shade of grief again and the grief is real and you have to go through it And it has shown up in different ways as Ryan has grown up. It's not like it goes away after a month or a year. It shows up when he engages in various rites of passage and when he doesn't experience things in the same way as as others. But again, that it's projecting maybe how I experienced it or how I believe he should be experiencing it. Like when kids don't want to play with him at school or daycare or they don't invite him to birthday parties or when he doesn't meet milestones that other kids his age are meeting like potty training by three years old or going to a homecoming dance or getting a driver's license. Although I am convinced that he could drive better than his brother. But whatever it was, there was something as he got older that would sadden me because it was just a reminder of how different our lives were. But it was also that much more special to see the milestones he did reach because I knew how much harder he had to work to get there. 
So throughout this evolution of grief, there was a process I go through um, with various stages in Ryan's development and my own development for that matter. And I call it the triple A's of moving forward. And this isn't everything, but alliterations are easy and fun. So I'm going with it for this topic. These triple A's are acknowledgement, acceptance, and advocacy. And this is what's helped me at the beginning of my journey, especially with Ryan's autism diagnosis. And that will be my approach here. But this continues to help me as we reach different stages along the way. So I start with acknowledgement because it is so important to realize what's going on. You might even break that down into an awareness or addressing what's going on. And that may be some action is needed. In the beginning, it was important for me to acknowledge if something might be different about Ryan's development. I already knew it was different because of his blindness, but facing that it might be more than that was scary because it meant that things were going to change even more. And I didn't know if I was ready for that. Sometimes your own fear of this change or even judgment from others, possibly it can paralyze you from taking the next steps. And I've met parents and I know parents who will ignore their child's behaviors because they don't want to believe it and they don't want to deal with it and what it might mean for them or for their kid. They don't want their kid to be in special classes or teased or just have a kid that's different in any way. And they think an autism diagnosis will change the trajectory of what they had planned for their life. And it will. But the trajectory of your life can be met with less resistance if you acknowledge that something's going on and you do something about it. And that might mean taking your child somewhere to be evaluated and to see if they do have autism. And if so, what options are out there to help them receive services and or treatment that could benefit them? At least that's what I did. And I wish I did it sooner than when he was five years old, but with the blindisms that were similar to the autistic-like behavior, I was thinking or hoping the autism maybe wasn't there. Since he was already receiving early intervention services for being blind, I didn't feel too far behind as I might have felt if he were only autistic and I waited until he was five to get services started at all. Um, Recently, I had a woman reach out to me and she was a counselor at Ryan's after school program when he was in elementary school. And she was saying how she really enjoyed working with Ryan and how that experience helped her to recognize many years later some autistic characteristics and behavior in her own son, which prompted her to be proactive and get him diagnosed at age two. She said without that exposure to someone with autism, she might not have acknowledged or recognized those traits in her own son. And she also said that the diagnosis wasn't scary for her because of her positive experiences with Ryan. So first of all, of course, this made my heart so happy. But it is also a testament of how the services that Ryan was receiving helped his behaviors in a way that made working with him at an after-school program a positive one for this person. Because believe me, his behaviors were not always positive. And now the second A I wanted to talk about is acceptance. To some, this might feel like you're surrendering 
but it isn't giving up. And it doesn't mean you have to like it, but you accept what is. You accept the diagnosis or you accept your child for who they are. I didn't like the fact that I had a kid born without eyes. I didn't want that for him. I didn't want that for me. I especially didn't like that he was autistic as well. This is not how I imagined being a mom. You know, I became a mom when I was 20 years old, and that was so hard. I was in college, I was working, and I was raising a baby. So I waited many years to have another child, hoping the timing was right now. I was in a better place to do this mom thing. So when Ryan was born, I was like, wow, okay, this is happening. This is not what I thought my life would be like. I feel like so many people have these beautiful experiences of their child's birth, and I felt like both of mine came with a twist that wasn't ideal. These amazing moments in my life were shadowed by something heavier. But I'm somebody that adapts fairly quickly, and I adapted to being a young mom, and I did the best I could with the resources I had. I finished college, I got a good job, and I adapted to being a mom to a special boy. I accepted my situation and I accepted the beautiful gifts I was given with my sons. And I'm grateful every day for the amazing humans that they are, and I'm grateful that they chose me to be their mama. With Ryan, I'm super impressed because when I got pregnant, I mean, he was the fastest swimmer. His blind butt got there the fastest. And he continues to impress me with all the limitations he shatters. And so much of that has to do with the fact that I accept him for who he is. If I couldn't accept him, then how would I expect anyone else to? Through my acceptance, I see him thrive, and that makes me really happy. Seeing him thrive, I can feel a little bit more at peace that things can be okay. And when you feel more at peace, you feel like you have a better outlook and experience life in a more positive way. I'm reading this book called Limitless by Jim Quick, and he talks of this research study by Dr. Fredrickson stating, when you experience more positive emotions in your life, like joy and love, you see more possibilities. So when I see my son doing things that he is doing, like playing hockey, or singing at Carnegie Hall with his choir, I see more possibilities for him and for this special life. And the last A that I wanted to discuss on moving forward is advocacy. And this has different flavors and the way it can be expressed is personal. My main focus here is doing what you can to provide an amazing life for your kid and in turn yourself. And for me, I was my son's advocate by finding services that could help with his development, like learning to use a cane, learning Braille, independent living and self-help skills, behavioral intervention. And it also meant finding activities like music programs and sports programs and camps and groups and all kinds of different things that he would enjoy being a part of. And it meant going to every IEP meeting to discuss the best opportunities for him at school. And it meant speaking up when I felt the experts might have been wrong. And it also meant taking my son to many places with me and exposing him to the world and the world to him. 
I felt by engaging him in his community, it normalized his differences. And it doesn't seem so different when you see it all the time. So I advocate by being proud of Ryan and happy to be his mom because I am. And I love for people to see how much joy could be in the life of somebody raising a kid with special needs. And advocacy also means knowing when you need to delegate. Many might need to reach out to someone to help with um, getting the outcomes that you want, like an advocate to help with IEPs within the school system. I know that it's a tough battle at times and it wears on you and you might not understand all your rights, or your kids' rights. So having an advocate alleviates that stress. It could also mean finding somebody to help or advise you on a special needs trust or a conservatorship or other fun, legal, grown-up stuff we have to deal with. You also need to advocate for yourself, and this can mean finding time for yourself, self-care, letting people know if you need help, asking a friend or a respite or family member to help watch your kids so you can get a massage or take a nap or go on a walk or go to therapy or go to wine therapy with a friend. And I know this is not easy and it's not as easy to do as what I'm saying, but I'm just sharing what has worked with me, with my circumstances, and it's made all the difference in feeling more connected and less overwhelmed because it is a lot. And thinking about going through this every day for possibly the rest of my life is too much to comprehend at times. So I find ways to look out for myself. And I feel that would be good for you too. So I ask you, are you or someone close to you and your child feeling stuck and unable to move past some major obstacles in this special life of yours? Could those AAAs help them or you move forward? As I mentioned earlier, there are many ways to navigate moving through difficult times, and I'm sure you're working on what works best for you, and I hope you are. These ideas are based on how I have approached many of the obstacles I have faced along the way, and it's been helpful, so I hope it can help you too. Thank you for being here and listening, and if you'd like to rate and review this podcast, that would be awesome. And please also check out our Instagram page at Rockin' the Difference. And I appreciate your support. And until next time, keep rockin' the difference.